to Pod Save Africa. Welcome 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 to Pod Save Africa. Hello, welcome back to Pod Save Africa. It's your host, Akiyande Adirale, and I have the great pleasure of being here with Azubike Akune. Um, he's currently in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, we're going to chat about his life. Um, how COVID-19 has affected um, his perspective at this time. And we're just going to have a great conversation for the listeners as we've been having for the past few weeks. Um, sir, would you like to introduce yourself to my listeners? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Azubike Akunde, uh, currently living in Lagos, Nigeria, um, enjoying every single part of life, and I'm still learning. Excellent. Excellent. So let's, let's, I, I think most folks may not know your story on how you went back or why you're in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, I don't want to, I don't want people to form perspectives around that. So how, how about you give us a general context about your life and like how you're here, how you got to the point you're at now? Okay, let's do it. So I was born for my mother. That was the first step in the journey of life. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio to two Nigerian parents had uh, about three siblings. I uh, lived a normal life, long name that my parents gave me, but they didn't really necessarily give me the history about who I was. So maybe when I was about 14, all of my family, we all ended up going to Nigeria for Christmas. And, you know, I guess Nigeria became home. Uh, going through life, college, uh, studied at The Ohio State University, got a degree in nutrition. Uh, but while I was there getting that degree, I also succumbed and learned and dived into different parts of African history and world history and decided that, you know, when I get older, uh, aka when I graduate, I was going to use the opportunity to live abroad. Um, granted, I lived abroad in maybe like six, seven countries. Um, it's actually lived. And because I, I count living abroad as if you make money there. So I, I've done that in about six or seven places. I'm not a billionaire by any chance, but um, did that. And, you know, I, I got, I've been coming back here since I was 14, on and off, on and off, on and off. And then maybe when I was about 24 years old, uh, about a year or so after graduating, I started spending a little bit more time here. Um, and just, it's, it's becoming better for me. Uh, before, about a year, for two years, I was working here managing a landscaping company. Um, that kind of reawoke my, my love and passion for uh, design and creativity. Um, I'm no longer doing that right now. I'm, I'm spending my time actually uh, doing uh, some landscaping projects on my own and some consulting work dealing with the design field, but I'm also diving more into like automation and coding. So trying to figure out the internet of things and how I can make an impact using that here in Lagos, Nigeria. So that's where I am today. Like even actually currently as we're speaking, I have my Raspberry Pi booted up. There you um, go. And just ready to start seeing what I can uh, what I can create with these fingers and this time that I have on my hands. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah. so let's let's you know let's kind of give a larger context. You know, a couple. Of, what I think Lagos announced this lockdown probably about a little over a month ago. 
Um, I mean, how, just give us, paint us a picture. Like, where were you? How did that happen? You know, how's that, where's that been like for you so far? All right. So I, I came back to, uh, I, I, I left this, I left Nigeria for a while, like for like three or four, six months, maybe to mm-hmm. go visit back the States. Cause it was like three or four years since I'd been back in the country at all. So I was like, let me go see my parents in the flesh. And, um, I had came back to Lagos cause I was speaking on a panel, uh, for social media week. And coronavirus had just started kicking up. This was like end of February. Mm. And I was hearing about it in China. And sadly, I was one of those people that was like, oh, it's not coming to black people. It's, it's a Chinese thing and it's never going to come to us. So I was just chilling. Um, but one thing I did do, which is kind of, you know, kind of weird, but I did it. I, I said I was going to go on a water fast before I got to Lagos just to like pretty much isolate myself and not really join into the hustle and bustle of Lagos because I know by prior experience that it can get you sick. So on my arrival and on my water fast, at the end of my water fast, we just started getting news that, hey, uh, Lagos might shut down. We just had our first patient show up, the Italian man. There was an Italian man who was the first confirmed case of coronavirus in Nigeria. Um, I think even West Africa, which was quite interesting. Um, And when that started happening, I was living in my uncle's house and they were like, oh, we're shutting down. No one can go anywhere, wear your mask. So we pretty much started self-isolating as a family uh, maybe three or four weeks before, or actually two or three weeks before coronavirus, uh, the government mandated it. And then like when the government, when President, uh, President Buhari, which is the president of Nigeria, came on and said, okay, Nigeria is shutting down. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, and that really threw everybody here for a spin because the markets are closed. The grocery stores you have to wait in the queue. Um, as if you're inter- if you're an entertainment person, which all of us pretty much are, there's no more clubs, there's no more parties, there's no more music, there's no more eating at a restaurant, there's no more walking at a park. Um, granted, you were still allowed to go running outside, but everything was shut down. So it was quite strange. Um, you couldn't even move around. I'm on a motorcycle. But what I realized was that the police looked at motorcycles sometimes as a payday. So I would be getting stopped left and right, left and right, asking me for paperwork that I didn't even know existed. And you, you, here I am thinking I'm just going to buy some fruits and vegetables to stock up. Um, and I would end up having to buy police officers fruits and vegetables <laughs> to stock up as well. So, so, you know, that's, I hope that kind of paints a picture of it. Like it wasn't, it oh let me let me not let me jump into that because that's me as a privileged person you know with 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 some you know with a fairly with some money in my pocket over here and you know able to live comfortably now for the other people who is like the overwhelming majority of the people living in this country uh, a lot of them are living in poverty so for them you know when you're shutting down everything there is no more eating as a normal and doing what you do because they're living, uh, well, we're all kind of living hand to mouth. I know we all think that we're not, but pretty much everyone on the planet is living hand to mouth. But mm-hmm. their hand to mouth is a lot different because what they get in the morning is what they're gonna spend to eat in the night. So now you, you, I, I witnessed a lot of it where um, the more privileged or the more people with resources were preparing meals and stuff and giving them to the less fortunate peoples um, in Lagos, Nigeria. 
So that, that was quite interesting. And it was actually kind of amazing. I don't want to make this too long winded because we obviously we have time to talk, but it was amazing to see the almost level of solidarity uh, amongst the people here during this time. Awesome. Now, now, quick question on solidarity. Do you find that to be more common? It's two questions, but do you find that to be, was that a change in attitude from how Nigerians typically tend to be, or at least Lagosians tend to be? Um, and, and then two, do you know if those activities were happening at such a scale where it's like, okay, you know, there's 75% of Lagos that doesn't have more than their daily bread. You know, do you know if all of them were touched or do you know if a good percentage of them got, you know, got support from either other people or the government? Um, what was your impression on, on those two? I mean, those are, sounds like you've been to Lagos before. With yeah, well, yeah. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, there is. <laughs> Amazing. There is a certain level of solidarity within Lagos, Nigeria. It is not the same solidarity that you might find on the streets of, um, of you know, small town America, but it, it does exist here. Maybe after a little bit of boiling moments, then, so then it comes and like, okay, I guess I'll let you go. It was, it was different to see people trying to give people food and benefits. Now, Good question, because here is how I, here is another layer of how I felt within that, because you're talking about was the government involved? I am not sure who was involved. There was a lot of beneficiaries from churches or people who were posting this on the social media or people who wanted to get some kind of benefit from it, whether it be a spiritual type of thing or maybe a kickback in somehow, some way. Um, but, but one thing that I, that I did notice was that it, it sometimes came across that the more fortunate people mm -hmm. were, were spent a lot of time trying to make sure the, the less fortunate, I'm not calling them poor. I don't want to call them poor. We're all yeah. poor. We're all rich at the same time. It's a crazy paradigm. But the less fortunate financially, they were giving them, the richer, or the, the, more pe the people with the more money were giving them the food and all these different kind of resources because they didn't want these less fortunate people to get hungry and get angry and get violent to me, to me, that's what it was. You okay. know, that's what it was for me because I'm thinking like the same thing. I'm like, Whoa, you're not going to, you're not going to give these people any work. They can't work anymore. Right. And then they're looking at, they're looking at rich people treat grocery stores. Like it's some kind of fashion experience. Hmm. Uh, okay. Soon enough, they're going to get a little bit angry. And it did happen. I mean, there were, there were breaches, and estates all over Lekki, all right. over the mainland, everywhere. I mean, people were like, I'm hungry. I need something to eat, you know? So we're going to go take it. So, so by people filling up their cars with bread and sardines and all this other kind of stuff to give away to people, it was a way of like, almost like, okay, let me give them some, let me give them a little bit of food because if they can concentrate on their stomach, their stomach's at least full. Mm -hmm. then they won't be thinking about how they can rob me. Maybe they don't have credit to call anybody, you know? Uh, maybe they don't have this or that, but if I can yeah, give them stomach. at least one meal, they're going to calm down. So, you know, it was, it was kind of cynical. I think that's kind of sounded like that's what you were alluding to in your question. It was, it was kind of cynical what was happening here. Um, yeah. So that, that's partly because... Um, I mean, fundamentally, when you have such a large section of the population 
um, that can't, you know, that li literally, you know, they, they go out every day and that is the day where they make the money that they're going to use that to eat that day as well. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's almost a melting pot for the worst of disasters and a lot of the, the robberies and things of that nature that happen in Lagos that you mentioned, um, I suspect were, were a result of that to some degree. Um, but, but yeah, um, thanks, thanks for sharing on, on that. Um, now, now focusing a little bit on you and your family, um, you know, you guys said you had a water fast and, and all that. How have you guys kind of been, you know, how you guys been affected by this and, and what does that, um, what, what lessons has that taught you? Um, so since then, myself and my sister who's living here, okay. uh, we, we've moved into our own um, townhouse, you know, just to give a little bit more space. We're feeling, a little, you know, we needed some space. Uh, we're, we've been okay. You know, we're two strong-minded individuals already. So we've been trying to, we've been keeping our balance daily. We've been working out every day. Mm. Um, we've also using the opportunity to, you know, uh, actually foster a better relationship. You know, we came in the house arguing, but then when you have so much time on your hands, you realize you get to the point, you're like, uh, this arguing thing really won't get us too far, but <laughs> yeah. getting along and kind words gets us a lot farther. So uh, thank you, COVID-19, for giving us the space to do that. But we've been great. You know, we've, yeah. both, been, we've both been diving into our own little entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, granted, this, this is, it, it isn't the best time because financially, um, you know, not a lot is coming in, but mm -hmm. I've already, we've already handled our rent and, you know, we, we're balancing our checkbooks essentially, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that I want to be doing right now that obviously I can't do because there's no, uh, nobody wants, nobody's really looking for design right now. Mm. So I can't really, really grab those contracts as I would love to, yeah. but uh, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I think what I've, what I've really been enjoying is that, you know, everything is calmed down. Um, people definitely are over here freaking out. I'm not one of them. Uh, and I've, I've seen myself be a lot more calmer and, you know, it's a realization that, Hey, the whole world is shut down for like a couple of months. So technically, we're all we're all on the same page like no one can really be doing great great things right now because everyone is just we're all still there's no there's no fanfare there's no like headline about this or that person doing this thing it's just COVID-19 okay. is, yeah. is the That's story right. of the time vacuum and suck up all the air out of everything else That's right. it should. That's it should. Hello, Positive Africa. Consola here, interrupting your listening to check-in. How are you? How have you been coping during this pandemic? If you feel like sharing, drop a note to us, Positive Africa, on any of our social media platforms. Twitter, where we are Podsave Africa, pod with a zero instead of an O. Instagram, Facebook, or even SoundCloud, where we are just Podsave Africa. You can even contact us on our website's contact page. We genuinely care about you and would like to know that you are well. Me? I'm okay. I'm amazed at the different turn of events this year has taken, grateful to be alive and learning to have no expectations for the rest of the year. Before I let you continue back to today's episode, I'd like to remind you all to please rate us on iTunes, subscribe on your platform of choice, and join us as exclusive members on Patreon.
Now back to the episode. Um, and, and just kind of looking, you know, Nigeria's cases generally have continued to go up. Um, they, they seem to have slowed down uh, per just the reports from the NCDC um, in terms of growth of additional cases. Um, but when you look at a city like Lagos and how, you know, the parts of Lagos are just immensely congested. Um, just for our listeners, for those of you who've been to large cities like New York or Beijing, it's kind of like that's bit, but with fewer tall buildings and probably even more congested, to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and uh, you know, just, just give us a sense of like, you know, are you worried that, you know, when the lockdown starts lifting, isn't the lockdown supposed to start lifting this week or was it? It's already lifted. Yeah, already the 15th. It's been lifted for like the last two or three weeks. Mm. So mm-hmm. what's that looking like right now? How are, pe- are people's behaviors changing now to to you know <laughs> hey um lagos has probably some of the most beautiful people in the world and uh when i see them when the lockdown lifted i really got to see a whole bunch of them uh i was i was in shock i was like whoo so many people here and um people are smiling and people are wearing their masks some people are taking precautions um it's definitely helping out people you know it's less you don't really hear news about robberies as much anymore. Uh, we do have a curfew though. So like, it's not really as free as you, as some people might think eight o'clock, you have to be inside or, or the police or whoever out there, they're going to, I've never really been outside that late. So I don't know what's happening, but they're going to hold you. Uh, you're going to have to make, come up with a good excuse and a good amount of money to find your way home. Um, and also interstate travel is shut down, uh, intercontinental, um, what is the word traveling outside of the country is also shut down. So, I mean, even though we're, even though our, our lockdown has eased, I mean, we're still, it's still pretty much a a lockdown. Instead, it's just giving people, it's just giving people the way to um, move around during the day, but at night, go home, go home, no parties at the clubs, no going to events and things of that nature. It's just, Sleep. <laughs> I'm sure there's some parties at the clubs. Uh, well, I'm not invited to those ones. <laughs> I wouldn't go if I was you. Yeah, uh, I'm not going either. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, that's. I've always found that the, the logic of the curfew was very interesting to me because it's, it's what is it? Six a.m. to eight p.m. Is that? Eight p.m. to six a.m. Eight p.m. to six a.m. Right. Eight p.m. Right. six a.m. is a curfew. Nobody comes out. So. Um, you know, when you look at the logic there, it's, it's not like coronavirus, like, like waits to, to, to start running around at nighttime, like, like coronavirus is not Drake. So, uh, <laughs> so I guess, you know, I, I struggled with that logic when it first came out, but I think kind of looking deeply into it, the, the argument is not health based, it's economy based. They want people to be able to work and make, get food for themselves. Um, but want to at least cut off some percentage of the congregation that people typically do in the nighttime and things of that nature. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I, I, I kind of see that um, at this point, point in time. Now, focusing a little bit more on you personally, you know, this is, you know, been interesting for you. You've probably had, um, as you mentioned earlier, you've had, you know, some of your design work dry up. Um, you know, for, for the most part, this is not a time where you can bring in money. So you have to focus on, um, bettering yourself, as you mentioned, with looking into your yep. entrepreneurial venture. So, could detail that process a little bit for us. 
what's been on your thoughts? How's your perspective been affected by all this? Um, yeah, great question. So another back, I like a little bit more background about me. I, I've traveled a lot uh, with my bicycle and, and backpack through many different countries. Um, and I had a lot of time by myself during maybe those three or three or so odd years I was doing that on and off. So I developed like a part of my being that, that finds comfort and joy in, in, in isolation and solitude. Um, so when, when I heard that the whole world was on solitude and isolation, I was like, oh, this is a perfect time to continue being myself. And um, uh, it, 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 I, I can't say that I've, I've had like a new spark of energy in these times, but what, what I have noticed is that, okay, okay, this is a great example of what will happen if the world shuts down, quote unquote, I mean, like, look, look, look what is essential and look what's not essential. Like, it, it's, it's amazing when the world would tell you that, like, hey, by the way, I know you thought what you're doing was important, but it's not really that essential if the whole world comes to a close. So when I when I when I'm seeing that, it makes me think like, OK. It, it creates something that that the world can benefit from whether that be a poem or uh, something with the Raspberry Pi dealing with technology or even sketching a cool piece of clothing. It, it just, it, it's, I guess it's, it's sharpened my perspective in that realm of, you know, um, uh, don't, don't create to be wasteful, create to be helpful. Uh, yeah. So even, even if I can't really turn my creations into a monetary thing, I do know that anything that I'm putting down on paper or typing up or, 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 or um, experimenting on, uh, I'll use that word. Um, it's beneficial. It's beneficial to at least one other person out there or a handful of people or all people. So I, I'm, I'm really enjoying, um, it's a, for me, it's a continuation of life, but I'm enjoying that the rest of the world gets to experience it as well. Hmm. All right, very pointing that. Well, thanks for sharing. I think, um, like, uh, we we're having a slightly pre uh, conversation before the podcast started recording. Listeners and I'm talking about life and a lot of things I've personally gone through. And one very profound thing he said was, "It all adds up." Uh, mm -hmm. And looking at this story, it feels like that counts in again. You know, all your backpacking and isolation, uh, yeah. even in this moment, it, it all adds up. And hopefully, all the stuff we're working on now, the things we're thinking about, all the ways we're changing, developing modifying ourselves um it it all hope I mean, i'm not gonna even come you said don't come with that hopefully energy it all adds up <laughs> say that uh conclusively it all adds up so so thank you so much for that um so sir uh, a lot of our a lot of our guests come on and they have you know social medias places where they put out content or something like sort um is there are there places you'd like to share information like that just so yeah i mean i'm i have an instagram account uh it's it's A Z U B U one K E, um, so I post up on there uh, every so often. Uh, but you can just check that one out, and also you can check out my business Instagram page. Business is called New Bite. Uh, the page is called N E U B I T E dot C O. So that's my health and wellness company that I'm uh, that I'm building up right now, and what a lot of my Raspberry Pi automation experiments are going towards is in the health and wellness industry. So that's the two ways you can reach out to me and figure out what I do, what I'm about. Um, I got tons of stuff on the internet. Uh, if you go to my Instagram page, you'll be able to link into a couple documentaries I've done. 
couple mm-hmm. other things that I've been into. Uh, I'm currently writing a book about one of my bicycle rides. So follow the Instagram page and you will be able to follow the little pieces of my life to take you to wherever you need to go. So thank you, man. I, I appreciate this, this conversation. Excellent. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, how about you stay on for a few minutes after I stop recording? Um, but listeners, uh, uh, how about you? Do you want to give our, our listeners a sign off on your way out? Oh, listeners, sign out. Love, peace, and happiness. Remember, even the days that you feel like you haven't learned anything, you are still learning. Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, this has been I Candy Add Earlier once again, bringing to you um, more stories, more perspectives from Africans on, on things affecting Africa. And um, greatly enjoyed this interview. I hope you do as well. And uh, cheers.